Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is David Gorman, who's an Alexander Technique teacher who lives in Toronto, Canada, and he has over the years developed a, a I guess we could call it kind of an offshoot of the Alexander Technique called uh, Learning Methods. You can find out a lot more about that on uh, his website, which is will be next to the interview. And uh, today uh, we're going to talk. He, we're going to talk about, or David's going to actually talk us through uh, a, an exercise that he uses uh, in his workshops. So, David, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Thank and, you. And could you just say a word or two about what you're going to do, and then go ahead and, and we'll go through it. Okay. Uh, this is a series of kind of graduated uh, explorations. I guess is probably the best word, explorations and demonstrations that I've developed over the years as I saw so many people were um, uh kind of very aware of what was going on within them as they began to uh, have Alexander work, but they were often either uh, misunderstanding what the feelings were as they went into movement, the tensions, the strains, the efforts, and they were often uh, less aware of a kind of larger relationship between them and support in the world around them and tended more to focus on what was going on kind of inside, that is, their their state of wholeness within themselves, but not as um, often not as as aware of their relationship to the planet and and support. So I developed this series over uh, over a while to uh, kind of help people get back in touch with what it actually feels like to be in support and to not be in support and to know what's going on so that you would have enough experiential feedback right in the moment of doing everything you do in daily life to to use yourself well on the one hand and also on the other hand to really understand what it is that you're feeling um, so I, I want to start this off as I would normally do in a workshop with just this step-by-step -step process which I call standing on top of the world for fairly obvious reasons and it will only really make sense to you listening if you um, get up and follow along with what I'm doing and as I'm saying now do this, stand here, play around with this you do it yourself so that you're getting the experience as we're going through it so without further ado I'll just start so I want you, all of you listening to just find a place where you can hear what's happening but come to standing in your normal way and then I want to ask you a question so if you're there standing more or less the way you would normally stand, the question is, are you, how many of you, that is, you can sort of just f f find this for yourself, how many of you are standing so that you have more contact on the front of your feet than you do on the back? And how many of you may be standing so that you have more contact on the back of your feet than the front, if you just sense your contact with the ground? Or how many of you have more contact on one's foot than you do on the other? And generally speaking, when I'm doing this as a workshop with uh, you know 15 or 20 people, 
I'll find that well over usually 75% or more are one way or the other and a relatively few are where they would more or less say I have an even distribution of contact. I'm no more to the front than I am the back, no more to one side than the other. Okay, so as you register where you are in your normal way of standing, I want to make a statement, a somewhat provocative statement maybe, but then um, proceed to back it up with some actual experiences of which you will be the judge of the results of those experiences. And the statement is that if you find yourself at any moment when you're standing right now or during your life so that you have more contact to the front than you do at the back or more contact to the back or one side than the other, then you are somewhat out of support. And there will have to be things happening within your system to deal with that, as we'll find out in a moment. Now, by out of support, I don't mean, of course, that you're out of balance in the sense of your falling, but that you are not as centered in your support. So let's see what that means. If you take a little moment now, as you're standing there, to come to what feels to you as a more or less even distribution of contact on your feet on the ground. So it's kind of, I say it as more or less, because it's just kind of a wiggle around a little bit and go until it feels, roughly speaking, equal. Okay, this is our kind of reference point that for the moment I'll be calling an even distribution of contact on the ground. And as much as possible, while you're doing all of these um, demonstrations and explorations, I don't want you to kind of narrow down to feel down at your feet, but to stay kind of up in yourself and available to the world around you, looking out and seeing things, you can let the feelings come to you. That is, I'm not really so much talking about the feelings you have on the bottom of your feet, way down there, but the feeling of you, the whole you, as you move around in relation to the planet. So as we're going through this, be your whole self available and looking in the world as you would do in real life while you play around with this. So the first little bit of an experiment here then as we start off with this is come to that even distribution of contact, more or less same front to back, side to side. And I want you to see if you go just ever so slightly backwards, how much do you or how little do you need to go backwards before you feel that there's more contact on the back of your feet than there is on the front? And again, for most people, if you look around in a big group, you'll see people moving maybe a centimeter or an inch or so up at their head level. In other words, not very much. You only need to go a little bit back before you can feel that change in contact. And similarly, if you come back to the even distribution contact on your you on the ground, how much do you need to go forward before you feel that there's a, a change, more contact on the front than the back? And again, it's not very much. So our first sort of principle here or uh, point is that this is feelable. We can feel our contact on the ground and we can feel how it changes. It's, it's a conscious sensation if you're open to it. And it's quite sensitive. You don't need to move very much before you can detect that something has changed. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. And in a sense, in other words, this even distribution of contact is not a little place. It's a slight little area with just enough wiggle room in it be, that you can go a little bit backwards or a little bit forwards, enough wiggle room that you can be free and open and have little adjustments and have breathing and look around and still be more or less centered until you notice that you've gone a bit more forward or a bit more back. So step one. So step two is to extend it a little bit. Now come back to that even distribution of contact again. And this time I want you to do something a little bit different and listen to what I'm going to say first before you do it. But I want you to go back just that slightest little bit until you can notice that there's more contact on the back of your feet than the front. And while you're doing it, see if you notice anything happen within you, anywhere within you, as you go that little bit backwards. So go ahead and do it now. And maybe I'll ask Robert, because he's uh, sort of following through with this, what, what if anything, he noticed? Uh, as, I, as I came back a little bit, um, I can't say that I noticed a whole lot. I did notice in going forward that my knees spontaneously unlocked a little bit. But on going back, no, I didn't notice anything myself other than going back, the weight being more on the back of my feet. Yeah, right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it to something larger as we go through it. Mm-hmm. Again, when I'm doing this with a group, and I'll say it out now because there'll be hopefully a large number of you doing this um, while you listen to the podcast, the kind of things I typically get, or the most common one as people go back that little bit, is they feel a little bit of grabbing around their knees, just above their knees. Sometimes people feel a little bit of grabbing in the front around their abdomen. Mm. Sometimes they feel a little bit of change in their breathing. It, it depends a lot on the person and their particular mm-hmm. um, set well, of for habits. Sh- for sure, if I go back a little further, I can feel the grabbing in my knees and the f- front of my legs. Yeah. And I think that's related to when I came forward, noticing that my knees unlocked a little spontaneously. So. Yeah. And at this point, I would normally ask people, do you know why it tightens in the front of your knees when you go backwards? Mm-hmm. And in fact, I, I can, you can find out for yourself exactly what it's doing for you because we have the ability as humans to be able to turn off these responses when we want. So if you come to that even distribution of contact again, this time as you go back a little bit or a little bit more in your case Robert or anybody else that didn't feel that go back just enough and ask that not to tighten in front of your knees and see what happens and what did, what did you find uh, what I found is that some other part of my legs tightened a little bit yeah, you'll you'll either get something else jumping in to take its place. If right. you turn off everything, you'll find that you, in fact, start to fall over backwards. Well, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in other words, you'll see, and as we see with the rest of these as they come out, as soon as you go back that little bit off that even distribution of contact, something has to tighten to protect you from falling. And if it doesn't tighten, you start to fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
we can play with this a little more exaggeratedly now to reveal a bit more of the principle, come back to the even distribution of contact again, this time more or less doing the same thing but going back a little bit further, not far enough to have to take a step, sort of a middle distance, maybe twice as much as before, and see what happens within you as you go back that, that bit extra. Mm-hmm. And so what I sensed was uh, all, additionally a little tightening in my abs. Yeah. And as you play around with it, and I, I encourage you all to play around with this yourselves in various activities you do, because the proof of this is not in what I'm doing. These are really only demonstrations carefully selected ones, mind you, but demonstrations to reveal some of these principles which you want to be able to explore and find out for yourselves. So what appears to happen, well, let's finish the whole bit first here before we talk about it. Now, do the same thing, only go back even more, still hopefully without being too far that you have to take a step, but go back even more and see what happens now within you. Well, in my case, what I'm sensing is my breathing starting to become restricted. Yeah. and In addition we, to quite a bit of tension in the front of my legs. Yeah. So one of the things, and this is a bit of a generality, but it seems to be more or less the way that it works, is the more you go in one direction, in this case backwards, from that even distribution of contact, the more parts of you have to grab on over a greater extent and do more grabbing. So the the grabbing or the holding your balance, as it were, begins to spread and become larger in more parts of you. What will start to happen, too, if you exaggerate it even more, and again, this is somewhat different for different people depending on their responses and their training, is you'll find at certain point you'll get things happen like your arms will come out in front to counterbalance You'll begin to find yourself sort of bending in the middle so that your uh, abdominal area thrusts forward and the top of you goes a bit back. In other words, you get compensation starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And your system is basically kind of saying, well, even all the tightening I'm doing at this point isn't enough, so I need to redistribute the, the masses and stick something a bit forward here enough to kind of, as it were, get back towards balance. Mm-hmm. So... The main point, in other words, is that just in the going backwards, we'll not do it in a moment in the going forwards, is that as soon as you go more or less the slightest amount off that even distribution of contact, something has to tighten within you, tighten and hold, or you'll fall over. And not just tighten and hold, but it can spread to more parts of you and even lead to a distortion of your structure into these compensations, which in effect tends to lock you more and more into a position, kind of back you into a corner from which you can't really move very much because the moment you come out of that shape, your your balance is going to be threatened. So just to see more clearly this, let's do the same thing forwards. And so come back to that even distribution of contact again, being up in the world and available to what's around you. This time start off, like the last time, with just the slightest amount forward, just until you can feel that change in the contact and see what, if anything, you feel happening within you. 
Well, in, in my case, uh, I can feel a little tightening of the muscles along the back of my legs. Yeah. And this might or might not be as noticeable because there's a lot of habits of holding in the, the lower leg in particular. But again, it's those muscles at the back, in a sense, grabbing onto you and holding you from falling forwards, which you can see very easily if you allow yourself to come that much forward and turn off their tendency to grab on and you'll find yourself drifting right into a fall. And if you go ahead and you, you take several further demonstrations, come back to the even distribution of contact, go a little bit more forward and see what happens. Do you in fact find the same things? You get more holding perhaps in different places and as you really quite exaggerate it, start to find the those compensations, only this time you'll find your arms will tend to go backwards and you'll bend in the middle so that your bottom goes backwards and the upper part of you comes a bit forwards. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, when they're going backwards, the one we did before, at a certain point they'll find that the front of their feet start to come off the floor. Right, and I noticed that the backs of my feet came off the floor going forward. Yeah. Which is not and, surprising, I guess. Yeah. Well, and if you think what's actually causing that, why that's happening is you have those muscles, let's say in the going forward, that come up the back of your leg from your heel up onto your lower leg and up onto the bottom of your upper leg. In a sense, what they're doing as you lean forward is they're reaching out from the heel, grabbing onto your leg halfway up and tightening back to hold you from falling, kind of like a guy rope. Mm -hmm. But of course, when muscles grab and tighten like that, they don't pull in just one direction. They're pulling equally in both directions. So they're pulling down and back on the middle of your leg just as much as they're pulling up on your heel. And eventually that pull becomes strong enough as you lean forward to lift your heel right off the ground. Mm-hmm. There's another thing that some of you may feel, especially as you get out there a little bit more going forward, is you might feel the your toes begin to sort of tighten up and curl up a bit and press against the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's happening because if you just see when, when you go into a step, when you come a bit forward into a step, your foot bends at the ball of the foot and the toes stay on the ground. In other words, in practical for practical purposes, the, f the support foot ends at the ball of the foot in, in movement and walking. But as you come a bit more forward and that isn't enough of a support, the system automatically tightens up the toes and pushes them into the ground, extending your foot out another couple of inches in terms of support, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which you can see very clearly what it's doing for you if you get out there where your toes are a bit tightened and pressing against the ground and then you suddenly let them go, you'll start to fall forward. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what we've got here is another set of principles being uncovered is notice something when you were starting from that even distribution of contact and just going ever so slightly backwards or forwards. Let's take the backwards. You were going backwards did you have to say, let's see, I'm going backwards now. What shall I do? I think I'll tighten my 
just above my knees there because I did my abdomen yesterday, so it's the knee's turn. In other words, did you do any of that consciously or just find that it happened to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, in my case, it just happened. Um, I wasn't planning. Yeah. Yeah. So, in other words, what we're seeing is we're seeing automatic responses where you, you implicitly and sometimes explicitly are saying, well, I'm going into this position, but I don't want to fall over and hit my head on the ground. So your system is jumping into action as soon as you go off the, that even distribution of contact <coughs> excuse me, and immediately doing whatever it needs to do wherever it is in you to protect you. And you don't have to do it. You don't even have to know what it, what it is that's going on, but your system does it automatically for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got the first principle is that this is conscious, this contact and the shift and changes. And you see as soon as you go off that in any direction, automatically things start to happen to protect your balance, which is a good thing. Though those things, of course, tend to be holdings and tightenings which squeeze your bones together and put pressure on you, hold and tighten you from freedom and distort your support and balance and as as you said robert they also can interfere with your breathing and tighten you in your around your digestion and so on so they have a if you like a kind of a bad side to their good effect especially if it's chronic and it's something we're doing all the time and don't know that we're doing it mm -hmm. so um <clears throat> this might be a good point to just <clears throat> talk just <clears throat> excuse me talk a little bit just very shortly about a uh, very in, just a little bit about what the implications of that are that those experiments are or really what what um what this is leading to and then perhaps um have a second uh, podcast for the next principle what do you think about that yeah yeah that's that's a good idea at this point i would probably do precisely that as we get this out and go, if you who are experimenting with this can start to see now, isn't that interesting? Here I seem to have this kind of even distribution of contact where these tightenings and holdings and, and distortions don't have to happen. But as soon as I go off of that, you know, in a, in a more or less noticeable way, it seems that they inevitably happen and there's simply no way I can stop that. Or e even if you can stop the thing you noticed the first time, something else is going to jump in and yeah. uh, take over. In other words, if you, <clears throat> in, in let's say, per, if you just say that you're not going to tense your knees, uh, something else in your body is going to tense because, uh, as you say, there's this uh, a kind of a... Um, a very powerful mechanism of self-protection that doesn't want you to fall over. So, so, yes, so yes. whatever your body has to do to prevent that is going to happen to the limits limits of its ability. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I, I'm what I'm sensing here is that what you're saying is to become aware of that to actually use your awareness of those protective mechanisms as a means of perhaps, and I'm maybe jumping ahead too far here, but as a means of show of, of 
as as kind of a guidance to how to know when you're standing more or less in balance. Yes, yes. So, see, in a sense, the implication of this is that if this is true, and and here's where I think all of you listening need to play around with it and go, is this really what happens to me? And is there any other way to interpret it than mm-hmm. than this? But in effect, what I've been calling so far this even distribution of contact, which is kind of just simply a description of a feeling and how it changes, mm-hmm. we can now get a little bit more of the significance into it by changing the name because, in fact, it appears to be more or less where the center of your support is. When you are more or less in an even distribution of contact as you feel it on the ground, it appears you are more or less centered in your support and the minimum needs to happen for you to be able to stay where you are. As soon as you go out of it, something has to leap in and tighten and hold or distort. And, of course, in one sense, there's nothing wrong with that. We do lean over, we reach out, we do various things. But if we're not aware of that and we're not picking up on the feelings that show us it's happened, it's all too easy to have it not be just a little momentary thing that we know is going on, but become such a habit that we no longer even feel it and just start to feel that those holdings and tightenings and distortions uh, is the normal me. And we, we not only then get into habits of tightening and holding and restriction, we don't even know it's happening. In fact, we've kind of literally lost touch with this vast amount of information that's constantly showing you where you are and how things are changing and how your system is is responding. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like, you know, to kind of end this and what I would normally do at this point before we move onwards, which we can maybe do in another podcast, is to say to people, if this intrigues you at all, then get out into your daily life and just see, without actually trying to change anything in the first moment, but just see, can you alert yourself at various times during the day to see, now, where am I in my support at this moment? When you go to brush your teeth at night, do you find yourself in a centered, even distribution of contact while you're brushing your teeth? Or do you find yourself kind of reached way out forward over the sink with your toes tightened and, and your system having to grab and hold you? And just to notice it so that you can go, oh, look at how I've gone into that, and I wasn't even really aware that it was happening. In fact, for for those of you that when I asked that very first question of where do you find yourself when you're standing, more to the front, more to the back, more to one side or the other, to even ask yourself now, were you aware of that? Did you know that was happening? And does that feel familiar? In other words, is that happening in most of your standing? Mm-hmm. And were you aware of the implications of that, that as you stand a bit to the back, that things have to tighten? Because if you weren't, of course, then you were, in a sense, forcing yourself to do holding and tightening, no matter how much you might be trying to be free, that you just simply cannot get around. I mean, there there is no way, no matter how well you use yourself, to violate this and, and be off that center and and have a freedom. You may or may not feel it all that well, Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. if you've just if you've opened yourself up and distributed the holding throughout your system but i want you to, to actually the proof of it is in the the actual experiences so if you go out in your life now between now and let's say maybe the chance we get to explore further in the next podcast and just see if you can alert yourself enough to go where do i find myself when i'm standing at the bank when i'm doing my teeth when i'm doing the dishes when i'm cutting vegetables when i'm you know whatever it is you might be up to just to go oh that's my habit did did i know that mm-hmm. and can i feel what's happening within me then the second part just to finish now is after you've noticed what's happening if you find yourself off that centered support that even distribution of contact just see what would it mean to come back to it very simply and see over the next moment or two does that make a difference to me can i actually brush my teeth or cut those vegetables within that centered support and how if anyway does it actually affect me and that's probably a good place to stop for now in in the progression of all of this of course this would only be the bare beginning maybe the first um hour by the time we integrate people's questions of a of a two-day workshop but um for those of you more interested in in uh, going on a little bit or following this up in probably greater depth than we can even do in in a few of these podcasts um i i do i do these workshops quite frequently so you can check where they might be happening on uh, my website learningmethods.com i also have uh, a recording of um a complete workshop actually parts of several workshops uh for sale if anybody does want to kind of get those and follow it through on their own i think you can get uh, almost as much from that as a workshop except of course you can't um, ask questions but and I, i'm in the process now of of putting this all together into a book people have been transcribing the material and it's beginning to be edited but Okay, anyway. so why don't we we'll we'll end this uh, this podcast. Um, uh, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and my my guest has been David Gorman, who's an Alexander Technique teacher who has developed um, a, a, a kind of an offshoot, I guess we could say, of the Alexander Technique learning methods. He lives in Toronto, Canada, and does workshops uh, around North America and I guess around the world. And we will uh, be doing a second podcast momentarily, but it will probably be posted a a week or so later. Uh, David, thank you so much for being on the show. Pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening.